2: Thank you. And Joe Getty. And now,
0: here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. c senor. Brand new week, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, to kick it off, we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
3: For the West Coast, the hurricane. For the East Coast, the flesh-eating bacteria.
0: Flesh-eating bacteria?
4: For
3: the rest of the country, probably going to work and, you know, taking care of your family today.
0: Kids getting back to school all over the place, either last week or this for most people. And uh, exciting stuff. And I'm finally willing to semi-engage in
3: the uh, presidential thing, as the first debate on the Republican side is this week,
0: Wednesday evening. And how exciting is it that we're going to talk to one of the moderators of the debate, Brett Meyer, coming up in about twenty-five minutes or so, which is Bear, very
4: very exciting.
0: can't wait. And I believe it is a federal law now. We most only talk about Trump when we're uh, discussing
3: really anything. Well, yeah, I've, as you know, I I almost went to law school and I've been examining the actual legal code involved. And yes, we just have to factor him into every conversation, no matter how strained or odd.
0: We, we, I suppose we should point out in case you're not a news junkie, uh, Trump has announced he's not going to go to the debate. He's going to do a Tucker Carlson interview, it looks like, that's probably going to air opposite or something like that. But he's not going to be there. So that's that's settled and done. I know you hate polls. I don't know if a gentleman from Ipsis ran off with your girlfriend in college or what, but you you hate polls. Which polls? All of them. Okay. There is a I I I
3: like polls, but when they're appropriate. Too early for polls. Let's hear the ideas for several months and then take a poll.
0: Well, this is a poll a lot of people been waiting for. It's the first Des Moines Register poll of Iowa to come out. It's considered the gold standard. You'll hear that term. 20 times today, the gold standard of polls in the state of Iowa. And they've been saying this and talking about it for my whole adult life around polling. Keeping in mind that as a nation, we've abandoned the gold standard many years ago. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of funny when you think about it. So a national poll came out from CBS in which Trump is now up 62 to 16 over his closest rival. <laughs> neck and neck.
4: <laughs> Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing.
0: Anybody trying to claim that Trump's a coward for not, you know, as Chris Christie is saying or lots of people are saying, he's a coward for not showing up to the debate, it would be malpractice. You should fire your campaign manager if they let you show up to the debate when you're yes. up sixty-two sixteen. I mean, that's crazy. But anyway, so you could say uh, 2016 Jack Armstrong would have said, national polls are meaningless, blah, 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 here's an example, blah, 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 here's an example. State polls are what matters. So let's look at the Des Moines Register poll, the first one out that they've done because they wait until it gets closer before they do the first one, the gold standard, here you go, out this morning like an hour ago, Trump 42, DeSantis 19, a 23-point lead for Trump. With the next closest being Scott at nine, Haley at six, bunch of... But so Trump dominating the early states and nationally, and of course, you wouldn't show up to the debate, so there's that.
3: You know what I was ruminating on before the show? Uh, I was actually thinking about Governor DeSantis, and uh, I wonder to what extent he, he should decline in the polls. He, what? Should,
0: no? he should just go home. I think oh, he should wow. just he should pack up his wow. car and take his lovely wife and children and drive back I'm to I'm never Florida. listening again because you are so in the bag for Trump. Not in the uh, bag. So this. It's just a football game that is 72-3. Never three. listening. I'm not listening.
3: I told you I'm never listening again. <laughs> there's two I'm not minutes, listening now. There's
0: 2 minutes left. Nobody's ever come back from us. Well, they actually even point out they haven't seen a lead this big since George, since George W Bush. It's the only other lead time anybody's had a lead this big. George W Bush in 2000. He won, mm, won. Who who was in second? back then we remember yeah hmm, in 2000 maybe
3: mccain i wonder he was a maverick uh so i find myself wondering how much of the drop of desantis can be explained by republican voters being exposed to him as ideas and actually thinking you know he doesn't impress me too much and how much of it is just the never-ending drumbeat of uh, he's a disappointing candidate from the elite media
0: Well, Mark Halpern had in his newsletter over the weekend a great example of how the mainstream media is so anti-DeSantis in a weird sort of way. He's not exactly sure why, but the New York Times did an exhaustive piece about DeSantis over the weekend. I will later this show, so as not to wear you out about this, show you an example from the New York Times article that is so unfair, it's just unbelievable i mean it's i can't believe that they're the top flight journalists in the world writing this stuff but i and i don't know why they're so anti-desantis but they are i do because he's an effective and powerful spokesperson for a
3: uh, conservative point of view i tried to read that article but i vomited so much judy told me you got to stop because you're ruining the carpet it was so terrible
5: (laughs) terrible
0: You're ruining the carpet. So we have uh, Brett Bear coming up later this hour, and uh, we'll we'll get into a bunch of that stuff. So I I've I've got to stop this habit. So I need maybe I need a jar for this. We have a swear jar currently, mm. where every time I do a radio swear like flipping or freaking or something like that, yeah. I put a dollar in. The- Damn the
5: you son of a. <laughs>
0: There's the swear jar. So. Maybe I need to have a jar for every time I say, this is what I heard on NPR while I was driving to work, and then comment on it. That's a weird way to do a radio show. You listen to a different radio show on the way to work and then comment on what they said. Although, you pointed out last week that reaction videos are huge on YouTube. Maybe you mm-hmm. could have a radio show where we just air NPR and then we pause it and mock the story. Then we play some It would more be pa- fiery. Just do I would it for love that. Four hours yeah. every day. But yeah. anyway, the story that they, they teased as I was... Getting out of my uh, car to walk in today was uh, God. I should have written it down because I want to get the wording exactly right. Now,
3: keeping in mind, doing a reaction video radio show would be we be odd. But thirty-five percent of America considers that gospel. That's how they form their worldview.
0: Right? NPR. All right, this is a good example. Finding the will to live this hour. Finding the will to live in the face of climate change. Oh,
4: forgot.
3: Whoa, oh, there we go. Oh, not again. Oh, ho, 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 ho. hold my hair. It's a sickener.
0: finding the will to live in the face of climate change. Yeah, I found mine. You know, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm most, we all mostly should just be interested in how differently those of us can see the world. I'm sure a lot of uh, the people on NPR are looking at the Mo- Des Moines Register poll and that CBS poll and saying, how? Are there so many people still interested in Trump? Because they're just, you know, they're so the way they are. I'm listening. I'm looking at fighting the will to live in the face of climate change. You're like, what? Face the nation yesterday. So she has um, uh, that doctor we used to play all the time, Gottlieb, uh, about uh, COVID. Because COVID's making a resurgence. I'm a guy who got... Dang sick two weeks ago from COVID. So they're talking about the new strains anyway. But the, she just kept going on about boosters and when the next booster will be available. And the new booster won't be paid for by the government as well. So how are people going to find it? And then she throws in this nugget at one point. Now, only 17% of people got the last booster. So what could, Wait, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> ah, whoa, slow down. Right. Are, are you telling me the people <laughs> voted with their feet on the last booster? and let you know that only 17% of americans were had any interest whatsoever and you just spent the last 10 minutes acting like we're all just tuned in waiting trying to marking on a map and a calendar trying to figure out where and when we can get the next booster shot <sighs>
3: You could have done that stat first, Margaret. No,
0: well, and said there's no point in talking about this because clearly most people don't care. Those stat- For
3: that very small people who do care, when's it going to be out? Next Tuesday, okay, great. Moving <laughs> along.
0: Right. But isn't
3: yeah. that interesting? You know what? I think it, it is. And we've talked about this before. And, and very few personality characteristics come like individual a la carte. Generally, they come in kind of a set. Of characteristics and people who are progressive, quote unquote, because often they're not. They're, they they want totalitarianism and silencing free speech and many things that are not the least bit uh, progress. But anyway, one thing they seem to share is they enjoy very much feeling threatened, feeling afraid, and then bonding together with others through that fear of COVID and Trump and the mean conservatives. They
0: like being threatened. When will the next boosters be available? What should people do until the booster is available? Since the boosters won't be covered by as much uh, government uh, aid, how should people... What are you talking about? It's going to be right. like single digits people that have any interest.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But keeping stoking that fear keeps a progressive audience around. Look for it; you'll see it. The Alphabet Networks NPR all the time. What you should be afraid of.
0: We got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, today. I got one kid starting school, eighth grade. Wow! Got got another kid starting school, sixth grade
3: tomorrow. Tell you what, I've waxed uh, philosophical about the end of summer, but the beginning of school. Man. Whether you're the kid or, or the parents, yeah. that is like, that is a bright, what do they call that? A bright mark. Yeah, it is. Right there. Yeah, That's a transition. Yeah, it is. Time has marched on. Oof. <laughs> Oof, indeed. It's you okay. know, we haven't started the show officially. We're yeah. going to end up in jail next to. Tr- it, it, oh, my God. I almost said it.
0: <laughs> I almost said the T word. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, August 21st, the year 2023. We are taking up arms against a sea of troubles. We are Armstrong in getting We approve of this program. And always nice to chat to get
3: things started, but let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark.
6: My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China? But, I mean, Trump was right. I mean, he did make a fortune
3: from China, and Joe Biden was wrong.
0: That, by the way, was Joe Biden in the presidential debate against Donald Trump four years ago, four and a half years ago. Lesson for you. Um, fact check. None of Biden's lies were fact checked. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And uh, that other clip was Jake Tapper from a yesterday on CNN saying uh, Biden was wrong. Yeah, well, whatever.
3: Jason Chaffetz with a uh, really interesting piece. You remember Jason? Former uh, congressman from Utah. Big uh, big presence there. Uh, handsome man. Black hair. Um, <laughs>
0: handsome man. He
3: he, uh, he just ran an editorial piece, I believe on Fox News, that said uh, that was entitled, Five Reasons Joe Biden is Not Running, or Five Signs Joe Biden is Not Running.
0: Mm. One of the signs is actuary tables. Yeah, how, does, how does mailbag look? Uh, about like
3: uh, Nikki Haley's candidacy. Oof. Not completely hopeless, but not great. But better than
0: Asa Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somewhat better. Who did make the debate stage yesterday. And maybe wow. we'll, we'll spend most of our time talking to Brett Baer about that coming
5: up.
3: We Asa heads really excited about that.
0: <laughs> anyway, much on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC.
5: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Oh, one thing of note as a guy who was recently pretty dang sick from COVID is the new strain of COVID, um, Dr. Gottlieb pointed out, for whatever reason, uh, is getting around the natural immunity and the uh, and the vaccine. Wow. So it wouldn't have made it, you know, I have a natural immunity from a couple of bouts of COVID, but that doesn't make any difference.
3: Let me salute Dr. Fauci and the scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. When you go for gain of function, man, you really hit a home run. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Paid for by your tax dollars. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Paolo sent this along from JFK. It's a classic. Too often we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. Oh, sure. go ahead though copy that. Oh, sure. Uh, it's like slipping into, uh, slipping into a warm bath. Uh, I may just copy that and uh, when angry morons email us. I'll just reply with that. Uh, if you're not an angry moron, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> M- mailbag. Because we get a lot of great emails sure. from a lot of smart insightful people. Really enjoy them, too. Yep.
0: A lot of great texts, uh, also.
3: General manager suggestion from Tom in SoCal, the hurricane That's right. He gets full credit. That was our general manager today. Well done, Tom. Greetings from San Diego, writes DH, where I've been tracking Hillary, and she's turned out to be a big nothing despite all the media hype. But enough about Mrs. Clinton. The same can be said of our recent storm. God, that's just Maybe not you- true. Maybe we dodged a bullet, but it seems our government media can't help but call everything the next big disaster. That's just
0: not true. I'm looking at a picture right now of the 405 in Los Angeles where the water appears to be like three feet deep with cars submerged. I'm afraid, D.H., When was this sent? I don't know, but that's just not true. I was on the phone with somebody last night who was driving through Los Angeles talking about all the trees trees down, interstates closed, cars facing the wrong direction. It is not a
3: big nothing. Palm Springs, Palm Desert, a lot of flooding there. Yeah. I mean, life will go on, but
0: well, sure, well, it was but, a but, significant so, event. So the standard was uh, Los Angeles was wiped from the map? No, it was, it was a very, very big storm. In
3: fact, Anything I, I, short of the Red Sea drowning the Pharaoh's troops, I'm not impressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this picture on the 405 is amazing. Uh, a change topic. Uh,
3: what is Congress waiting for? Impeach now. I don't get why the GOP controlled house isn't pressing hard for impeachments against Biden now with the latest Biden pseudonym email thing. Uh, Biden actively participating in the Hunter pay to play scheme. We have more on that. He actually sent Hunter his official schedule, including a scheduled phone call with Ukraine's president on one of his, uh, pseud- pseudonymous <laughs> emails. Saying, hey, I'm talking to the president of Ukraine today. Maybe we ought to uh, while Hunter was on the Burisma board.
0: Maybe we ought to kick off hour two by getting into all that.
3: Yeah, so uh, JT in Livermore. Or maybe Joe is trying to pull a Clinton-esque. It depends on what the definition of is is. Uh, when he says he never discussed business with Hunter. Maybe Joe doesn't count emails or talking to Hunters through one of Joe's brothers or other intermediaries. That doesn't matter. What matters is that Joe is clearly and intentionally involved in this corruption. All right. Strong words. Uh, Let's see. Speaking of Cal Unicornia, as we were, this is Josh in beautiful Auburn, California. Went to his local Home Depot. Big sign. Last chance. New California law bans the sale of gas-powered equipment beginning 2024. Get years before they're gone. So they've super stocked up on tractors and lawnmowers and and all sorts of stuff. California, which is about one-one-millionth of the population on Earth, is going to lead the way to our brave green future. So,
0: when we come back, we'll be talking with Brett Baer, one of the moderators of the first Republican debate, which Trump isn't going to be there because he doesn't need to be there. But uh, lots more people have made the stage, and uh, oh, yeah. I'll be watching with popcorn.
3: Well, Brett is my all-time favorite news anchor. I got a bit of a man crush on him. I'm not going to lie.
0: So, if you miss an hour, we do four every single day. You should subscribe to our podcast so they automatically show up in your feed there. You know, Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show. So does it matter to these primary voters if Donald Trump is on that pro- that stage or not?
0: Well, he's not in a competitive race right now. Right now, they would nominate him, and it would be not close. It'd be an easy win for him. That's an excellent point from uh, Face the Nation yesterday. Well, right now, if you had the contest, he would easily win and be nominated, so...
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing uh, gives me an unsettled feeling in my stomach. Just uh, the whole state of American politics. I've got to admit.
0: Brett Barrett Fox is about to call in. He's the moderator of the debate that is Wednesday, the first debate in the whole Republican contest. If there is a contest to be, it's a contest Contest in quotes. We'll call it a contest in quotes. But plenty of other things to talk about, including later, I want to really, really enjoy how much Russia failed with their moon mission over the weekend i really if you heard a giant uh somewhere in the distance that's what that was their spaceship crashing into the moon oh looks like there he is
3: what a pleasure this is to chat with brett bear brett is the anchor and executive director of special report with brett bear the best damn newscast on the tv cable or broadcast uh brett is also co-moderating the first republican debate of this cycle with the fabulous martha mccallum brett how are you sir hey how are you Morning. We're pretty good uh, so uh, let's get the big orange elephant in the corner of the room out of the way Trump has announced he's skipping the debate in favor of an online interview What do you think that says about his relationship with the Republican Party at this point
6: Well I don't know if I can divine what he thinks about the you know the Republican Party or the relationship I, I do think that there's probably disappointment at the RNC that he's not showing up uh, we were prepared either way uh, and really this is about you know, all of these candidates getting a moment uh, to introduce themselves and also to talk about substance. You know, it's a lot of time that um, now is the time that people start to focus in the presidential year. The kids are back in school. You're done with summer vacation, and this is the first big event. And, um, you know, if you look at polls, some 63% say that they'll – they probably or definitely are open to – Voting for somebody else besides the former president. So, you know, whether it's his relationship, um, eventually he's probably going to have to get on one of these stages.
0: Yeah, I would like to point out that that first question was under protest from me. I didn't want to mention Trump at all because it's driving me crazy. (laughs) When I watch the Sunday talk shows, that every candidate, many of whom I don't know at all, they don't get to talk about anything except for Trump. I mean, on Face the Nation, Meet the Press, any of these shows, not the same on Fox Sunday, but. The other shows. So I look forward to some policy discussions other than that, for instance, and I know you know this because you interviewed Chris Christie a couple of weeks ago and Chris Christie was the most pro Ukraine person, maybe of anybody outside of President Zelensky that I've heard calling it a a proxy war against China and everything like that. And you know where Ramaswamy is on that and he's the flavor of the month. So, I mean, there's a great conflict there. Can you can you poke them with sticks and get them going with that that, uh, conversation?
6: Yes, 100%. And there's a number of those issues, uh, where the stage is, is split in these different candidates, how they look at things. And, um, this is not just a Q and A. You know, a debate is, is a debate. And so we're going to try to foster some of that back and forth between candidates. And we'll let it free flow for a little while. Uh, we're going to try to keep them in the guardrails. Uh, but, You know, we've, we've done this kind of thing before, uh, and had some success. So we've been structuring questions like that so that viewers at home really get a sense of the different sides of the Republican party on the same issue. We've
3: observed on the show many times that this is kind of a strange time politically in that the party doesn't set the platform and then choose a candidate to reflect the platform. Often the candidate declares what the platform is. So I think these debates have elevated importance. We might hear what the Republican platform is likely to be Wednesday night.
6: Yes, 100 percent. And I mean, you look at controversial issues like ukraine as you mentioned you look about you look at abortion which republicans have been you know politically on the backside of as far as these referendums around the country um and they haven't really talked with one voice about how they're going to address that issue uh and there's a few others and which these individual candidates have thoughts and you're right if they become the nominee by the way on the same stage that we'll be doing the debate on um, in July of next year, uh, they'll, they'll take the party nomination. If they become the nominee, they'd essentially become the party platform.
0: I know you've done this a bunch of times. How do you decide how closely to stick to the rules? Because I always feel like a lot of candidates are rewarded for breaking the rules. You know, you're not supposed to jump in or whatever, but you, you jump in with your zinger and the crowd roars and it becomes the clip of the night.
6: Yeah, we're gonna listen. It's uh, it's you have to see the moment and kind of. Seal the room uh you are trying to keep them to time you're trying to keep them by the rules um but there'll be certain times when you try to foster that interaction you've got you know we'll find out this morning eight or nine people on stage um and that's you know a lot of folks spending a lot of plates to make sure it's equitable you know, one thing
3: that's always driven us crazy about debates, especially on some of the other networks, is every single question is from a progressive point of view. Instead of asking, uh, why is it important to reinstall fiscal sanity in Washington, D.C., they'll say, why do you want to starve old people? Um, we're looking forward to hearing questions from a more conservative point of view. Are you conscious of that as you prepare, or does that just kind of come naturally?
6: I mean, it's a little bit of osmosis after being at Fox for 26 years. Sure. And I'm at the... Um, I get the other side. You know, there's always another side to the mainstream media's portrayal of some issue, and, and largely we're we're doing that every day. But right, you're going to hear questions that come from both angles, um, and definitely things that conservatives, you know, want to hear. If you ask Republicans in a separate poll what's most important to them, you're going to see and hear the buckets of questions that deal with those topics.
0: How, how are they going to be lined up on the stage? I, are you going to, since Trump's not there, are you going to have DeSantis in the middle and then like Ramaswamy next to him and poor Asa Hutchinson down by the exit or how's yeah. that going to work?
6: Yeah, basically it's, uh, the top, uh, percentage who gets, uh, closest to the middle and then you go out from there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the stage is, is really great. It's set up, uh, fantastic it's you know where the milwaukee bucks play it's a great impressive um facility and uh you know fox our team does a really good job so uh you'll be able to see it and hear it it'll look good Uh, the question is how the candidates do and that's up to them
3: well and we're really looking forward to seeing it um but uh, just one more question about debates in general we're both anti-audience we think it's a distraction, people yelling. How about just let the ideas stand up for themselves? But uh, we're we're probably in a tiny minority, I guess, because there's always an audience. Why is that, do you think?
6: Well, I think it's a big event. Uh, the RNC is in charge of this operation, so they bring in people from around the country, all of their all right. big donors, all their big,
0: oh, big rigs,
6: and they want to you know pack the stands and, and show them a good time, et cetera, et cetera. So it's an opportunity for them. We're not running that part of the show, but I can tell you this, that... We're not going to let the audience, you know, get out of control. You know, I give a little speech before we start. The more time that we have to stop for audience applause or interaction, the less time you're going to hear from these candidates on the issues that you want to hear about. Sometimes that works. Sometimes you got to stop and, and remind them, but um, we'll keep it going. Yeah, that's worth
0: mentioning all the time. You know, as a moderator, moderators get beat up bad. I mean, you know. Just Thankless in, task. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I wouldn't want to wait, read Twitter that night if I were you.
6: No, that's right. If I can get out of this with Martha and I uh, unscathed and not to focus. Right. It'll be a good thing. Right. That's the goal. Brett, we are big,
3: big fans of yours. Keep doing a terrific job. you got a great team there at Special Report. And uh, I hope this isn't our last chat. Good luck on Wednesday night. We'll love it. Thanks. I appreciate it. You got it.
0: So several of the candidates have said it's uh, Chris Christie called Trump a coward for not showing up. Several of their candidates said, you know, I think the American people, the voters of Iowa deserve it or whatever. Vivek Ramaswamy, who is very Trump like in the way that he's his own man and makes his own decisions, says, why would you show up when you're this far ahead? Yes, that's the answer.
3: What is he thinking? Get inside his head. Is he running for vice president? Is he waiting in the wings in case uh, Trump explodes somehow? Um, I mean, he's not a guy who wastes his own time. What do you think he's
0: thinking? Well, he's definitely built his brand Mm -hmm. as a somebody. So that ain't nothing. Well, yeah, and you can use that in a variety of ways, I guess, down the
3: line. Maybe he's not even 100% sure what his goal
0: is. He could definitely be thinking, you know, the guy's going to get thrown in jail or something and then uh, that i'm the man yeah um yeah. uh what was i gonna say i had a point about the uh, so trump not showing up and all that sort of stuff now asa well, hudson has made the stage so i think everything has changed now
3: it could be his big night wednesday night it <laughs> won't be but it could be
0: it's uh, it's going to be ramaswamy's big night that's my prediction i had to, I had great punditry i wanted to throw in there well we got three and a half while you're thinking of that mm-hmm.
3: it dawned on me we've got to be in milwaukee I mean cuz it's going to be a a poop show one way or the other
0: isn't it for Wednesday night
3: Well no I no for uh, the I'm sorry for the the actual nomination when Brett mentioned it's the same stage that the uh, Republican
0: Oh for the convention? You
3: know, convention is gonna Oh, yeah. Be. Like, I would yeah. love
0: to go to the convention. Love going yeah. to the convention. That was one of the more interesting things I've ever done is when we went in 2016. Oh, great. Yeah, plus Milwaukee's a great town. Love Milwaukee. Yeah. Of course so- it's
3: more shooty now than it was back when I used to hang out there sometimes.
0: Even Ian Bremmer tweeted out over the weekend that it makes perfectly good sense that Trump not show up with his lead. I mean, that's what politicians do of all stripes if you have that kind of lead. But this is an interesting thing I hadn't considered. He said it's going to give Biden the permission structure, which is a hot phrase now, um, to not debate Trump since Trump decided not to debate it's kind of like, you know, move the Overton window of not debating and mm-hmm. um, and uh, and, you know, he'll he'll make some sort of argument. Well, he lies so much. There's no point in debating me, you no know, the and the mainstream media or oh, half the country won't beat him up for that. I could easily see that happening. Biden just decides I'm not going to debate him. There's no upside well, that, for me. I'm an old man yep. that, that, you know, might fall off the stage. All that would be true if Biden were running, but he's not.
3: Uh, <laughs> join us, won't you, for our two. Uh, Oh, uh, one point Brett made that I think is a good one and worth repeating is that two thirds of Republican voters say they are either open to or enthusiastic about voting for somebody other than Trump, which is interesting given the current numbers that are, you know, 52 to 20 or whatever the heck it was in Iowa for uh, for DeSantis.
0: The same polling that has Trump up 62 to something or other. Did you see the questions about honesty and all that different sort of stuff? We'll have to get into that later because that's really, really an interesting look. And I don't know if people are being honest with the pollsters or whatever, uh, but we can talk about that later. Um, I wanted to hit you with one tease before we take a break because this is my favorite headline I saw over the weekend. Clickbait story. Mm. My wife has a terminal illness. She wants sex with her ex one last time.
1: Oh
3: wait a minute. Oh my lord, but she actually has a terminal yeah. illness?
0: Yeah, she's dying, and what she wants to do one last time before she dies is uh. have sex with her ex. <laughs> Am I the only
3: one to show of hands, folks, who my will to live just declined by like twenty percent? That was terrible. Do you
0: deny her? That was her, awful. Do you deny her, her dying wish or
3: that was at once heartbreaking, confusing, and disgusting.
0: <laughs> I mean, you don't want her to die mad at you, or did, but then the the, the alternative's not great either. So that may be the worst thing you've ever brought us.
3: <laughs> I know. May God have mercy on your soul. What a horrible story. We have much to discuss. I hope you oh. can stay with
5: us. I'm tuning out. Armstrong and Getty.
0: What a moment, the Ukrainian president climbing inside an F-16. Denmark promising 19 of those American-made planes, crucially the first batch due here in Ukraine by the end of this year. Zelensky also inside the cockpit in the Netherlands, hoping that country will supply as many as 42 F-16s. But the jets won't have any impact on this phase of the war. Russia's air superiority is hampering Ukraine's so far slow-moving and costly counteroffensive. I find that so frustrating. If the argument is they can't be trained or shouldn't get them, okay, then that's one thing. But if it was they can get them and be trained, but it'll take a long time, but then you just should have started earlier, like a year earlier. Well, we didn't want to
3: escalate. We didn't want to provoke uh, Moscow to blah, blah, blah. Tell you what, uh, there is zero chance that this conflict ends in 2023 or 2024. It will slog on. Which is and, advantage
0: uh, Russia, right?
3: Yeah, to a large extent, yeah, because they aim to hold land, and Ukraine aims to, to take it back. So they'll Russia will largely be successful holding it. It, it is absolutely clear that, uh, you know, whether intentional or not, and for good or ill, there's no arguing that the NATO strategy has been to arm Ukraine well enough not to lose, but not well enough to win, thereby not provoking the Russian bear, and it's a very Bidenesque strategy. And I'm I, I'm more than willing to admit that World War Three or Ukraine is not worth World War Three, and that some caution was justified. But this middle ground. Uh, leaves all parties, including the West and taxpayers and, and and our military and all, in just a crappy position.
0: Well, that's Quack why liar. that's why I mentioned to Brett. I think that's going to be a hot topic on the debate stage. I hope on Wednesday night because Chris Christie would make the argument that if we uh, send the message to China that the world is not willing to risk World War Three over Taiwan, mm-hmm. the same way it wouldn't risk it over Ukraine, then it's for the taking. And we have
3: tremendous inst- instability for a very long time, and, and maybe World War III. Uh, a, a, a kind of side note to this, I thought it was so interesting. Did you uh, hear, did you see the piece in the Times of New York about how a lot of the soldiers, including tank crews uh, of Ukraine, are relaxing no. when they're not in battle? Mm-mm. Because as anybody who's ever served in combat can tell you, That uh, it's uh, hours and hours of of boredom interrupted by moments of sheer terror and adrenaline. Um, They relax by playing an online tank battle game. It's become very popular among Ukrainian soldiers, uh, including tank crews. This game called World of Tanks. Wow. There are a couple of different versions of it, World of Tanks and World of Tank Blitz. It requires an internet connection, so they're using Elon Musk's Starlink thing to relax in their trenches playing war games on their phones.
0: Playing tank games. So like if we, if the great meteor of death was going to hit the earth and we all knew it, would we all be playing asteroids? I mean, is that just the way the human (sighs) mind works?
3: I don't know exactly, but there are a bunch of young men that like playing video games. (laughs) Well, do whatever you got to do to relax. Oh yeah, my god, I'm not going to criticize those brave fellows. Uh speaking of criticism, there can be none for President Vladimir V Putin, whose achievements in space carry on the tradition of the <laughs> Soviet Union. The Luna 25 or orbiter and, and lander will be the first to land on the south pole of the moon to ch- what's that? What now? Oh, it crashed. It crashed into the moon and was obliterated. <laughs> Part of the Kremlin's narrative has been, uh, and a compelling one for many Russian citizens, is that Russia is a great nation held back by American-led West that is jealous and threatened by, jealous of and threatened by Russia's capabilities. The country's state-run space industry in particular has been a valuable tool as Russia works to remake its geopolitical, geopolitical relationships and image.
0: Well, Russia got off to a fast start with their space program. If you're old enough or a fan of history, you know that. They had the first satellite in space. I considered it a Sputnik moment in 1957 when they launched Sputnik. But then they got the first person in space in 61. But this one that they crashed into the moon, which you can mock because there were no people on it. But just getting a robot on the moon to get some rocks and bring them back. This is what the Russian news media said. The apparatus moved into an unpredictable orbit and ceased to exist as a result of a collision with the moon.
3: (laughs) I like this line from one of the state uh, media anchors. By all appearances, the Luna 25 mission has ended. But they ended on a positive note. Scientists got invaluable information about the surface of the moon, among other things. Yeah, for instance, that it's really hard, and if you crash into it, your craft will be obliterated. That is invaluable information.
0: The spacecraft cease to exist. I wonder (laughs) if the Russian scientists will cease to exist and fall out of windows because they failed and embarrassed the uh, boss. I'd take a couple of steps back if I were one of them. So, so
3: India could well be the first land to, uh, the first country to land a craft on that south pole of the moon. Moon belongs to us.
0: Moon is ours, people.
3: Well, they, they're true. Uh, they think there might be frozen water there, which would enable, through chemical processes I can't begin to comprehend, enable to, us to launch Mars missions from the moon using that water.
0: Mm, gotcha.
3: But India's having their shot. Let's see if they can land their Delio and not have it cease to exist.) <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. There was a, a Hunter Biden, Biden crime family story over the weekend you might have missed. So tune in for hour two on that. If you miss an hour, get the podcast.
5: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
2: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets. And help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters